I'm particularly sensitive to this parable. Wedding feast with the unusual guest list. As many of you know, last month I was the chaplain of a pilgrimage. And the last night that our group was in Rome, in the Eternal City, our tour guide, Cristiano, got us a reservation for dinner at this wonderful restaurant where, unbeknownst to Cristiano and certainly unbeknownst to us, a wedding was going on. An Italian wedding. Beautiful bride, loud music, and I kid you not, a 12-year-old tending bar. Things are very different in Italy. We were unexpected guests at this wedding feast. Only other party. The whole wedding feast was on one side, this beautiful terrace. And we were, 17 of us, on the other side. As we were approaching, we were like, surely there's a mistake. We could not be here for this. Yep. Their party was winding down, Father. Don't worry. The music will turn down eventually. It was the waiter's apologies. Apologizing that the wedding feast was going on. Not feeling that we were apologizing. We're breaking in on their party. But I think the gospel today now is maybe particularly sensitive because of that. I'm also particularly sensitive of this parable because we're on sacred ground with these scriptures. Through the ages, this gospel passage, and perhaps even more, our first reading today, remind us of what it is that is the source and summit of our Catholic faith, the Holy Mass, going to the the mountain of the Lord of hosts, is coming up, ascending every time we come into church, right? Whether it's up the ramp or the stairs, coming up to the altar of God, like the Jews of old to Jerusalem and the temple. We're here. As promised by Isaiah, there's that feast of rich food and choice wines. Juicy, rich food and pure choice wines. The Eucharist, the greatest flesh and blood, that wine turned into his blood, that bread turned into the richest and most choice food. We're on holy ground. And I'm particularly sensitive about these scriptures. It strikes me that most of you know there's this thing going on in Rome these days. I hope you followed at least some of the news about it. It seems like there's a lot going on in a world with so much upheaval, where, of course, the news is focused largely on on Israel, on on the Holy Land these days, and all the war, and the reminder for us as Christian Catholics of the need to come to the mountain of the Lord which unites us. We're also looking to Rome. Pope Francis has hundreds of others coming to to pray and discuss. And please, God, listen to the Holy Spirit regarding very important subjects regarding our faith. Hopefully, as he's asked us, they're listening more. (laughs) Please, God, yelling less. I suppose the whole world could use a little bit more of of that synodal vision they speak of, this synod. Listen more. 
It's a good idea. But the news cycle, if we listen to that, makes it all about the hot-button topics of the, the church and the culture. And we know why, don't we? Whatever those hot-button topics are, we know it's what Isaiah was talking about. We know about the feast that is the source and summit of the faith. We know about the mountain of the Lord of hosts. We know what we get to take part in every time we come to the altar of the Lord, this holy feast. And, and we know that everyone is invited, as the gospel says. The Lord of hosts desires all to come to the wedding feast of his son. But we can't leave it there. To do so forgets a chunk of the gospel. Our gospel passage today ends with a pretty somber thing. And part of the reason I feel like it's, it's sensitive ground it sounds strange to our modern sensibilities, doesn't it? Because after inviting everybody, going to the highways and byways, getting everyone to fill the hall for the wedding feast, it says that the father sees someone without a wedding garment. Someone without the wedding garment pinches. <laughs> sure pinches those 19 pilgrims, <laughs> those of us that... None of it was expected to go to a wedding feast in Rome that night a couple of weeks ago. But I think it pinches all of us because we don't like superficials. The gospel, though, invites us to consider something more. It's not just the superficial exterior. No, something much more. Maybe, maybe there's something in this gospel symbolic. Monsignor Whitmore, he writes in our North Country Catholic, priest, uh, ancient of days, don't tell him I said so, but he is. God love him, and he's still writing every, every week, a little reflection on the, on the scriptures for Sunday. I was reading his column this week, and he had a great point. He says, according to his research, for a first century wedding, if someone came without appropriate attire, they would be offered something. We pilgrims actually saw this when we visited Florence. The beautiful cathedral there draws many tourists, some of them wearing less than ideal outfits for you know, church sensibilities. And they actually had, leave it to the Italians, God love them, they had little throwaway robes. I just thought there was a, a trend that was going through Florence that day. There were a number of ladies wearing these purple wraps. And they're all wearing the same thing. What a funny thing. No, they were fashionable looking, but free. They were given. That's got 2,000 years of history, according to Monsignor Whitmore. They would be given something to wear if there wasn't something appropriate that they had. Hmm. I think there's something important for us here to chew on. Because just like in Florence, just like at the wedding feast so many years ago, there's an option. There's always another opportunity. There's always that invitation of the Lord. Cardinal Dolan is one of the members of the Synod right now in Rome, and he tells the story apropos from his childhood when young Timmy Dolan and his buddy George from down the street were out playing through the afternoon, and they got late in the day, so it's getting time for dinner, time for George to head home. But young Tim asks, can, can George 
pay for dinner, Mom. Of course he can, Mrs. Dolan responded. But first he has to wash his hands. That's what we do here, right? Before the Dolans sit around the table, young Tim knew all about it. You gotta wash your hands before you go to the table. George included. Old Ma Dolan, she, she was a good mom. She was a welcoming neighbor. She wasn't a bad theologian, neither. Mother Church, she's the same. All, all are invited to the banquet of the Lamb. He wants all of us here. And he offers all that we need, not just wraps for the exterior. He offers the soap and water for the soul. He offers the wedding feast that is the baptismal dignity that's given to us. And he offers us his very son who gave his body and blood, his soul and divinity so that we might be washed in the blood of the lamb. He invites us to his wedding feast so that all might be bound, all may be united, all may be one with him.